Meowdy partner. Howdy! It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. Oh my god, what's that? Dude, no, oh my god. Oh my god. It's It's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Jake and Haley. I'm Haley. I'm Jake. And this is the only podcast where we smoke weed, and I, a witch, try to scare Jake, an executive. A bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with a true scary story. Last week, we talked about Dear David and the haunting of Adam Ellis, and it was so cursed because the episode is probably about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe. And when I put it out, it added an extra 20 minutes of silence to the end. Everything about the posting we tried to post was cursed that's true too yeah Yeah. on instagram i couldn't add a caption i had to add it in comments and then i couldn't add hashtags yeah literally cursed 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 so i did change the publishing schedule so instead of seeing you guys on tuesday we'll see you guys on friday it's because we record over the weekend and honestly like i hear myself talk and then the next day i have to edit myself and hear myself talk like more and it just isn't that's twice as much talking all in one group it's just 16 hours Terrible. of podcast stuff. I do not like it. So. I don't even like my own voice. No, I need to take a little break yeah. in between, you know? I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, I, and you know what? We like you guys. Thank you guys for always being patient. You're the fucking best. Jake? Haley! You're a firm believer in demons, right? Firmly. Okay. Basically, the idea is, me and you, humans, yeah? Humans. Okay. Humanoid. On Earth. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> yeah, you are. With that's, a, that's what he says in Fifth Element. Exactly. You are a meat popsicle with just like a little blob controlling your motions, which boop, lives boop, in your boop, skull. Boop. It's pretty crazy. And then on another plane entirely, one we're not meant to understand, are these beings that are pure evil. And there's demons on a plane. Ah, curse. That was Bixby. Why? That's so know. scary. What did you say? Demons? I said demons, and she started listening. Bixby, what the fuck? Our demon's name is Bixby. Oh, my God, I'm scared. Okay, so stop me if you have anything to add or if I'm getting anything wrong. But, like, if you're religious, maybe you believe that demons live in hell. And maybe you believe, like, they're from the actual devil himself. How separated are we really from demons? Have you ever felt the shiver out of nowhere and told yourself it was nothing when really it was Baphomet itself trailing a single cold, dead finger across the nape of your neck? I felt that on my butthole the other day. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's I thought I thought it was a bead of sweat, but Hunted Bungus. I'm thinking could have been demons. Bethesloba. Bethesloba tickling yeah, your bung. Tickling my bungus. You know, I feel like they would probably be into butt stuff. Um Yeah. I bet demons are more into butt stuff than aliens are. Oh bet. Yeah. Yeah. How would you ever know? What keeps us safe from them? What if, keeps your butthole safe? Nothing. Nothing! If these beings are powerful enough to travel to our plane and bring us misfortunes, what stops them from getting in? Our buttholes! Our buttholes. What stops them? What stops them, Haley? And is it possible? What stops them? I'm asking you. I don't know. And is it possible that it's all up to the individual? That the only thing stopping you from being consumed by evil is that you just Tightness haven't... Of your is that you just keep that butthole tight. tight. You do kegels with your yeah, butthole. you keep that shit tight, though. No. You, you tighten that shit up. <laughs> Clenched 24-7. Yeah, just clench. Just keep the demons out. Clench your butthole 24-7. <laughs> is the only thing 
stopping you from being consumed by evil is that you just haven't opened the door yet. Or your butt's really tight. We already explored that option. Gotcha. Okay, so that's... Today we're going to explore a world of Satan worshipping, Catholicism, mind control, psychic power, demons, cats, and where to turn when you can't outrun your demons because you've become them. Ooh, good. That's good. Wow. This is Richard Gallagher. He was raised... He looks like he owns a football team. Uh, Does he... Is he a general manager of a football team? He's not, but he used to play... He owns the fucking Dallas Cowboys. He used to play basketball in France. Oh. Wee wee. That's cool. So some like sports. He just like set foot on the France soil and like shot a basketball and then he played basketball in France. Is that on No, he did some other stuff. I guess I'll tell you about it. Like, okay. Tell yeah, me about I it. I guess. I hit guess me, I could tell you a hit little me bit with more. The perma part. <laughs> okay, so this is Richard Gallagher. Okay, look at him. He's a little guy. He's got, Dick Gallagher. He's an old That's guy. That's pretty cool. Dick. I mean honestly it sounds good. Dick Gallagher gun. That's what they call him. He's the arm of God. No. God, that's so dramatic. <laughs> That's what I call it now. Yeah. The arm of God. The arm of God. Um, My penis's name. Is that fine? It is now. Okay. He was raised Catholic. He earned his bachelor's degree at Princeton University, and he was a little baby frat boy. Go, Phi Kappa Beta, unless... He definitely looks like a frat boy. For sure, he still does. Unless you're one of those kind of frats, in which case, fuck off. Fuck off, mate. I like Richard, though, so let's say it was a good frat, okay? Richard is like a scholar. you love Richard? No. Okay. I think he's swell, though. He's a swell old guy. Richard is like a scholarly Forrest Gump, except for without the mental deficits. He was. He likes to run? Loves to do sports and shit. Sports. Loves to run. He's been like all kinds of weird, obscure like moments in time. He was flown out to France to teach and play basketball while in college. Like, so some kind of college deal. Okay. Like at a foreign basketball exchange okay. student. Yeah, he looks like he could be a, a basketball coach. He was dunking on him. Fuck it, we ball. Fuck it, we ball. When he came back, he went to medical school, and he did a psychiatry residency at Yale, which is a big wow. deal. Then Ooh. Richard, I feel like a like, um, like a philosophy major, or like a psychology psychiatry major, or whatever. Very different things you just said. <laughs> oh, philosophy. Same, same. No, same. They're same Those same. are very different things. <laughs> they have the little G after their after their title. Uh, the little G. Yeah, I mean, the, no. This has an MD. Like he's like oh, a doctor. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> MD. MD. Premed. Dick. Stands for most dick. Most he dick. He's got just it. has a schlong bigger than the this sun. This podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> we did get a little <laughs> off the rails. MD. Okay, so yeah. Then, <laughs> anyway. Then Richard became Dr. Gallagher MD, which we discussed uh, what that stands for. <laughs> as a psychiatrist, he saw lots of shit, as you could imagine, including some people who thought they were possessed. Religious psychosis is actually pretty common for a lot of disorders. Um, this is crazy. It's crazy to say that. That movie, The Pope's Exorcist, mm-hmm. that's pretty much was his thing. He's like, these people are not possessed. Oh, my God. Maybe that's kind of uh, loosely based off this guy. Yeah. They are uh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of times yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Religious mm-hmm. delusions are super common for a lot of different disorders. And also, they can be caused by seizure disorders. Like, if you have seizures in a certain part of your brain, it can make you hallucinate and have delusions and think you're seeing God all of a sudden. Damn. Yeah. So, Dr. Gallagher followed a strict 
protocol for his patients. He'd do blood work to make sure they weren't suffering seizures. He'd offer brains. Oh, he'd order brain scans. Scan this man's brain. Give me a scan of this man. If those indicated normal results, no seizure, no seizure disorders. No seizures. He'd then interview the patient's friends and family. In one case, a housewife would go into a trance-like state and she would recite blasphemous obscenities. Whenever someone would talk about religion to her, she would go completely deaf. One patient was a 90-pound woman who, through the power of straight-up demons, picked up and threw a 200-pound man across the room. What? And I asked, Is that real? Yeah. And I asked AI to generate a picture of it, and it came out so funny. Yeah. They're doing karate, I guess. Yeah, but the, what is going on with the legs? Whose legs is who? Okay, 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 okay. So these unique occurrences could not be explained by medical tests. They could not be helped through therapy or medication, and they were verified by several witnesses. Dr. Gallagher would refer these people to their priest, rabbi, or religious leader for an official resolution and spiritual guidance to rid themselves of what he believed to be a possession. Don't misunderstand. Nine-tenths of the law. Yeah, it definitely is. It for sure is. That's true. Um, don't misunderstand Dr. Gallagher, though. He has spent more time convincing people they're not possessed than he has helping them secure an exorcism. In the 80s, there was a huge satanic panic. Oh, satanic panic at the disco. Yeah. A lot of people were, I'm possessed, I'm possessed, because we just got through like a nationwide thing of accusing everybody of being devil worshippers. So for a lot of these people, he would actually talk them down and get them the right medication. Dr. Gallagher saw that a lot of people were just suffering religious delusions, and he wanted to change the way that these people were treated. What makes the the delusion, like delusions religious? Okay, so like, for example, this is like an example from TV, but Shameless. And one of the seasons of Shameless, Ian has bipolar disorder, and one, uh-huh. of, the com- one of the symptoms of that can be delusions. Uh-huh. And he starts to believe that he's Jesus. That's a really common one, is believing that you're like... I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. Well, th- there's been... That's a pretty common one, is thinking that you're Jesus, or... He wanted to introduce a protocol and a standard. And that's why Dr. Gallagher founded the International Association of Exorcists. Cool. It's, it's got a good ring to it. Yeah. Say it again one more time. The International Association of Exorcists. So, I... Yeah, I want a patch or a button or something. Yeah. People trusted Gallagher. Possessed people and the scientific community and priests and, I mean, every religious... Okay, whatever. Not just priests, but all religious people. People know him. People know him. People trust him. He takes that trust very seriously, and he respects them and their privacy. He doesn't allow videos of the exorcisms he helps with to be posted online. He has a lot of empathy for these people, and he said they're often hurt and confused inside as they're being spiritually tormented. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, no evidence, no video, no truth. Exorcisms are brutal. They last for hours, sometimes days or even weeks. They can take multiple exorcisms to actually help a person. There if is, they're possessed. Huh, if they are, yeah. There is often a violent struggle spiritually and sometimes even physically. And the worst part is they don't always work. Gallagher. Can you just get more possessed? Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, hell yeah. The demon would be mad as fuck because it's like imagine serving an eviction notice, basically. And some people shit in the tub when you do that. <laughs> you <laughs> nice. know? Like... 
Nice. Um, Gallagher had built a name for himself on helping possessed people. And by the late 90s, Gallagher was no longer going to priests for help. Instead, the priests would come to him for help. boy, He's really supply and demand. Hell yeah. Gallagher was a pet papa, just like you, Jakey. Damn right. Yeah, he had a Frenchie and two cats, and he loved them a lot. And the Aww. animals, they were all best friends. Did they become possessed? One night, as Gallagher and his wife lay sleeping in bed, they were woken up at 3 a.m. by the sound of both cats screeching and fighting. They jumped up and went to the sound and were shocked to see that their docile cats were battling. There was fur Ferociously. flying. They were pissed, dude. There was just fur flying everywhere. They had never acted that way before. Gallagher grabbed the boy cat. Mrs. Gallagher grabbed the girl cat. They had to put them in separate rooms to they get them. put them down. They had I to mean, separate rooms. <laughs> euthanize them. No. They had to put them in separate rooms, and even then, they kept hissing and growling. They were not comforted at all. How do you know which one's the demon? They're both demons Proce- right now. Oh, both. Oh, okay. They're acting up. I was like, process of elimination? The Gallaghers got back into bed and reasoned the cats must have had too much nip that night. The next morning, as the Gallaghers sat drinking their coffee, their doorbell rang. At the door was a priest that Gallagher had worked with before named Father Jacques. Jacques Cousteau. Oui, oui. And to his surprise, with him was a young woman. She was wearing all black. She had jet black hair, black eyeliner that was super like traditional goth. Nice. And she looked to be... Definitely a witch. For sure. She was definitely about late 30s, early 40s. The priest said, this is Julia. She has to tell you something. I asked AI to generate pictures of Julia, and they gave her horns. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. but her, looks like something from Diablo. Doesn't it? This yeah. one's super dope, too. Wow. Yeah. Cool. She's super evil. Okay, love it. Oh yeah. Love the vibes. Heterochromia. She got the different eyes. Sick. Julia looked at Gallagher, smiled, and asked, how do you like those cats last night? What do you know about my pussies? Don't talk about my pussies Don't talk way. about my pussies like that! He was surprised by her creepy smile and even more surprised that she knew about his cat fight at 3 a.m. He was like, why are you smiling? And she didn't say anything. And he was like, look, I respect Father Jacques and I'm going to help you, but do not ever do that again. Yeah, bitch. Don't, don't ever do that again. Don't fuck with my cats. Don't fuck with my, don't fuck with my cats or me and Jockstrap can take you out back and beat the shit out of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Try being possessed from the bottom of the ocean yeah, with a bitch. cinder block. Okay. Gallagher pulled Jacques to the side and asked, why would you bring her to my house? Dude, what the fuck, bro? She was probably outside my window with a laser pointer. Honestly. Fucking with my cats last night. That would make me feel better if it was that. Uh, he said, I'm so sorry. I planned on just calling and making an appointment, but she showed up at the church and I didn't know what to do. So I just, I needed help right so away. So I brought her to your private residence. I literally brought yeah. her to your home. Oh, some crazy woman from the street is he- yelling that your cats are fighting. Yeah. So I decided to bring her to your and house. I was all like, okay, let's bring her over there. <laughs> he needed Gallagher's input. Gallagher could tell just from the way Jacques was talking that he believed Julia was possessed. She had been through several exorcisms before, in fact. Here's her file. Her ear exorcism file. Hmm, I see here you've been exercised 12 times. You exercise once a day? Wow, that's good. (laughs) Father Jacques then revealed that Julia's last psychologist had a similar thing happen. The psychologist worked out of his house, and after interviewing Julia, the cat went crazy and tore up their couch, and his wife banned her from ever coming back. Gallagher's like, well, why would you bring her to my house then? Like, yeah, why would what you the do that? fuck, bro? <laughs> These cats are already going crazy. Yeah. 
Well, what if there she like went to this psychiatrist's office and like dropped some fucking catnip? Acid. Oh. Or acid, acid nip. Drop some crazy shit on the ground that yeah. the cat would eat. Yeah, make him all crazy. Look I mean, at her. That's still pretty evil, it's, even if it's not yeah. straight up witchcraft. It's still yeah. evil either way. Father Jacques says she can be provocative. Okay, okay, okay. Whoa. Let's re-examine that language. Let's re-examine Chill. that language. Okay. Your, your father, okay, <laughs> your Father Jock, not Daddy Jock. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. But she does seem to want help, at least for now. She needs our help. The sooner the better. I think her cult doesn't want her to let her go and will do anything to stop our continued oh, exorcisms. She's got a cult, huh? She's, she's a, a cult following. And a part of a fucking cult. She's an influencer. Cult. Yes. Julia was a high priestess of a satanic cult. Nice. I mean. So does she even want help? Like, are you you're, guys forcing it on her? You're like, asking the good question. The fuck? It's because her choice. Of, she believed that because of her close relationship with the devil, that she had been granted certain abilities. Dang. It was like a crazy thing for a priest to say, but... Yeah. Her bagussie is bussing. It's got demonic energy. It's got demon, energy, demonic you know? energy. It's cool. But Jacques completely was convinced of that because after Julia got in contact with Jacques, the cult had threatened him directly. Hit my cat started fighting. My cat. It's the craziest thing. No, the cult was like, the cult was like, I'll kill you, bitch. If you, fucking, I'll kill you, man. Don't fucking help These my are wife. Our cats. <laughs> yeah. Gallagher set an appointment with her at his office for the next day. During possessions, the victim may suddenly know a language they've never known before. They may know secrets of other people in the room that they should not know. They may have an awareness of things they have no way of knowing. In short. Demons are known to give people abilities. So this didn't seem crazy out of reach for Gallagher. And Julia had committed herself to the biggest demon of all. Literally, Satan. 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 Father Jacques warned Gallagher that Julia's commitment to Satan may may have given her more powerful privileges than the typical possession would. The next day, Jacques and Julia arrived as scheduled. He opened the door to let them in and Julia walked right past them without saying a word, and started touching his plants and watering them and stuff. He's like, what the fuck? I already did that, and you're going to kill him from overwatering. Yeah, don't touch my shit. And she's like, we love plants and animals. Well, maybe not all animals, but we're unlike Christians who hate nature. Have you noticed? Damn. Like. <laughs> so the other, some people that hate nature aren't Christian, okay? so Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of people out there. You can't say they all. Yeah. That's not really. I mean, there's some that love, some that. It's just like anybody. That's just, just their I'm people. I'm a lot more Satanists that hate nature, or going outside at least. Yeah. They're all shut in and pale. They want to stay indoors. Yeah. <laughs> they can't so, see in the light. Projecting much? <laughs> much. Julia was really big on natural things. It was one of the reasons that she loved Satan. Oh, God. She said, My philosophy. My rocks. My rocks. Oh, my no. Rocks. My rocks and my crystals. I am not a Satanist. My, my rocks and my crystals and my little spells. No. Julia said, my philosophy is this, Doc. <laughs> indulgence. What's up, Doc? Indulgence instead of abstinence. Vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Damn. 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 She's definitely goth. She often called Gallagher Doc. She definitely trusted him more than she trusted the priest. She bitched to Doc about how Jacques had tried to connect her by phone with a Jesuit priest who reprimanded her for being a weirdo. And he said, <laughs> and he said he'd have to see her in person to help her. 
She told him his red curtains were ugly. Doc asked, how do you know he has red curtains? Julia loved this question. With a big smile on her face, she explained that her possession gave her the ability to remotely view things and wreak havoc whenever she I've wanted. I've got the vision. She said, you'll see soon enough. Ew. She was afraid that she'd be locked in a psychiatric hospital, which can we talk about how awful that would be? Because like, if you really had demons, but people thought you were just being delusional and you got locked in a room with them all the time. <laughs> the, what if the demon just was like, I'm going to go get someone else now. Yeah, this is boring. And then you're in there like, well, I'm totally fine. The I'm demon's good gone. Yeah, but you just look even crazier then. <laughs> yeah, that's a sick demon trick right there. That's fucked up. Doc Gallagher told her that he would be a consultant unpaid so that basically he could like sidestep HIPAA. She agreed. He wasn't going to prescribe her meds or commit her. He was going to examine her beliefs and why she resisted exorcisms. Uh-oh. He also told her that the whole relationship would end if he if she messed with him or his family again. She agreed and nervously asked if it was possible for people to recover from being possessed. He said it was, but only if she was open and worked hard, just like he and Father Jacques would do for her. Their team now, babe. Team up. Team. Sick team up. Julia left and Jacques and Gallagher sat and talked. Jacques revealed that Julia had been exercised before, but it had not worked. He believed Julia became possessed. Yeah, it was one of them Christian Christian exorcisms. Yeah, we got to get wacky yeah. in here. We got to add some yeah, science. We need some real Catholic juice mm-hmm, on this one. Mm-hmm. And science. He believed that Julia became possessed because she consented to it to better serve Satan. The cult really enveloped Julia's life. She even lived with them. Gallagher consulted with the other psychiatrists that Julia spoke to. They all believed her stories and didn't believe her to be delusional, but they did say she maybe had a personality disorder, which, like, same. (laughs) Uh I'm seeing a couple parallels, which are making me uncomfy. Are you seeing red? Mm, Not me, personally. Jacques called Gallagher later that day to set up the three's next meeting. It would be in a few days, and they would scout locations for the next exorcism. The day came, and the three piled into Jacques' Chevy. Like a truck. I personally probably wouldn't uh, be riding the same car. I'd be like, separate? Oh, yeah. And she's in the back seat. Yeah. Like, put, her, put her in the fucking truck. In the bed. bed. <laughs> the bed of the truck. For my safety, I would yeah. prefer that. Gallagher, Sorry, this is the men of the cloth. Yeah. Get in the back, bitch. Yeah, yeah, you worship Satan, so I don't really want to be around you like that. Um, Gallagher realized quickly that he had been scammed and that Jacques actually just wanted him to see how Julia acted on a day-to-day basis. And Jacques was also a really bad driver, which was distracting he literally wrote that in his book. The guy was like a shit driver. Wow. From, yeah. Immortalized. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sucks, right? To have that be. Like, he didn't really yeah. say anything else about him besides that. <laughs> That's Jock. Um, He's a priest, I guess. He does a shitty job priest, driving. real shitty driver. Like, <laughs> terrible. And then we drove here. <laughs> yeah. From the back seat, Doc heard a terrifying raspy voice. It was deep and seething. Leave her alone, you fucking monkey priest. She was ours. We will never let her go. You'll be sorry, you stupid monkey priest. The voice that was coming from Julia's mouth was unrecognizable, as was her face, which had taken on a foreign look. All of a sudden, Julia's face went back to normal and her voice too. She looked confused. She asked how long they had been driving, where they were going, and what happened. That erased the last remaining shred of doubt in Doc's mind. Several days later, the three met again, This time, they met at Father's office. Doc wanted to get the scoop on how Julia viewed herself in the cult. When Julia spoke about her possession and the powers that it granted her, 
She was glowing. She had a huge smile. She was super stoked about it. She loved talking about it. She loved to scare people with it. Really brought her joy. <laughs> super bad. Yeah, she's like, haha, Satan. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? Jesus is a big bitch. She's probably like dunking on Jesus, huh. roasting like, him. That guy. You wish I'd suck his dick. My dad would beat up his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my da- oh, I almost said my dad asked him. No, she asked him, why do you think people worship Satan? She wasn't crazy. She wasn't delusional. She wasn't superstitious. And she wasn't making things up. She didn't become a Satanist because she was an idiot. She became a Satanist because of all the things she got in return. Nice. She called her abilities her own and called herself a powerful witch, not a run-of-the-mill one. Powerful, I mean, with... Doc had never met someone like Julia before. He believed in her ability to view people remotely, and he believed in her ability to know things she shouldn't know. Okay. To demonstrate her powers, she looked Doc in the eyes and told him about how his mother had died from ovarian cancer. And this is before social media, so... There would be no way for her to know that. No way. How would she know that? Um, okay, this doctor is number one in this field. How does fucking mother die? There's no good. That's not. It's like the 90s. There's going to be death records in a library. Oh, I guess. You know what I mean? That would have been really recorded. elaborate. I, But I guess she's got a cult. She could tell a cult. The cult could go send somebody to do it. And then give it her the information. like, And they would probably do shit like that because they're an evil cult. Yeah. So you have a point. Not impossible, but... It like, would be creepy. It would be creepy. It would be creepy for yeah. her to know that. Either way. It's, it's again, it's one of those things where, like you said before, she could have been fucking with the cats. I'd be like, which ovary? Which ovary, bitch? Which one? Which one? How big was the tumor? <laughs> huh? Um, Who wiped her ass for her after the surgery? Yeah. <laughs> uh... No, but just like you were saying earlier, she could have been fucking with the cats. She could be manipulating right now, too. But either way, that's so evil and spooky yeah, still. still really fucked up, man. Those yeah. Cats never did anything. She's still a creep. Innocence. Like I said earlier, in his book, he noted that knowing hidden knowledge is a classic sign of possession. Okay. After this visit, Doc called Father Jacques to discuss when they could schedule the exorcism. In the middle of their phone call, they were interrupted. A voice said, we said leave her alone, you fucking priest. She belongs to us, not you. Wow. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. We're going to make your cats have the zoomies so fucking bad. <laughs> At 3 a.m. You ain't even going to be able to sleep, motherfucker. <laughs> They're going to shit on the yeah. ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Our cats are possessed. It's going to smell like sulfur. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, That's just what really they smell bad. like sometimes. It was the same voice from the back of Father Jacques' truck. Doc got goosebumps. Father Jacques said he had come across possessions where a demon's voice could come through the phone, but only in the most severe cases. Dang, digital age. Spooky. They have to adapt as well. The demons are stepping up their game constantly. Yeah. What, if what if they're a couple years behind and like now they're just learning how to send faxes or Pagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most satanic shit is going down on pagers, but we just don't yeah. know. <laughs> Doc felt invaded. She could get to his cats. She could get to his phone. He was just trying to help Julia. Had he Not made the himself children. Not the children. Had he made himself a target? Did the demons want him now, too? In another interview with Julia, Doc asked why she would continue to ask for exorcisms but then cancel or decide against them at the last minute. After a long time sitting in silence, she finally told him that she was scared and she needed to get rid of this because she was suffering. She did have a hard life. Because she's suffering. She's suffering. Suffering. She's doing a little bit of suffering. Mm -hmm. She had a hard life. She was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school. It wasn't really her thing. And apparently she got, like, trigger warning molested by a priest. And so that 
made her kind of be like, you know what, religion, not for me. Which, fair. That'll do it. That'll do it. And so one day, when an acquaintance told her about a group of Satanists who were in a cult, it was pretty easy transition. It was really easy for her to just slip into that group. She was like, fuck yeah, I'm disillusioned. I'm disenfranchised. I would love to be involved in a cult. I like black makeup. Fuck yeah, I would, dramatic eyeliner is my thing. Hmm. At the core of true Satanism is a belief that the point of existing is to search for pleasure. So when Julia laid eyes on the cult leader named Daniel, she felt in love. Of course. Eventually, she became the queen of the cult. She called herself the queen of voluptuous delights. Love it. But of course, it's a cult, so they're all filthy perverts. They're all fucking each other. Okay. Daniel was not good to her. She said, okay, you guys, this part is disturbing, but it also sounds completely made the fuck up. And we'll talk about how the female human body actually works um, gotcha. and explain why this makes no sense. We're about to get real scientific here. Well, we're also about to hear some nasty, ridiculous shit. So just get ready. Trigger. Trigger warning. <laughs> this part sucks. The cult had discovered, and Daniel had discovered apparently, that Julia could get pregnant really easily. Fuck. And apparently they had someone in the cult who could perform abortions. <laughs> Woof. So they would get her pregnant, abort the fetus, and then use the fetus for satanic rituals. Gross. Daniel told Julia that people have been doing this for centuries. Okay, now let's talk about why that's fucking ridiculous. I do believe Dr. Gallagher for the most part, uh, but this part doesn't really make sense to me because women can only get pregnant about three to five days out of the month when they're ovulating, uh-huh. first of all. So when you're pregnant, <laughs> the baby at four weeks is like the size of a poppy seed. And then like six weeks, it's the size of a sesame seed. Uh-huh. It's not even until 12 weeks that it's like, the size of a at seven weeks it's the size of a blueberry at 12 weeks it's the size of a lime it's perpetual they got one on deck this not chick's to be pregnant. No, this chick's pregnant that's how they would have to do it but she didn't say all that well you know tomato tomato no she didn't say all that she never said there's eight women on deck it's cycling just she just said i'm the breeder that's what she said and that's nasty, but I'm not, to, not to be gross, but you guys, like, when you shed your uterine lining, there are globs bigger than a fucking blueberry. Maybe they did Well, I'm sure any of these people definitely couldn't find the clitoris, so they probably don't know. They're what. just doing, like, that fucking medical procedure where they fucking scrape, it. <sighs> scrape the uterus and flush it out, and then they're just taking whatever. Take whatever they can get. No, this looks interesting. Because if they're really waiting till it's 12 weeks, I would say the size of a lime is big enough to know what's the baby and what's a period glob. Mm-hmm. They could only do it like four times a year. And that's only if she got pregnant every single time, which is super unlikely if you're getting abortions regularly. Like, that's ridiculous. I just think that part is Fake, so, bitch. so stupid. I don't know. She made got that him. up. I don't know if she made that up or he made that up or what, but that shit sounds so fucking ridiculous. That is just not how the human body works, per se. It it ain't working like that. Uh, Yeah, I just don't. I just don't know. But I guess it's possible. And that truly is some evil, disgusting shit. If that's true, I wouldn't put it really past a satanic cult because that is really the most evil thing you could do, right? Yeah. Any cult leader. That's pretty fucked. And like you said, they could have had a bunch of women on rotation, I guess. Or maybe they only need to do this this ritual like once a year. I don't know. But it's gross. And it doesn't make any sense. And she said she joined as a teenager and was 40 now. So I guess. Centuries. 
yeah, she could have been doing, I, it's possible, whatever. Who am I? Who am I? You know? Apparently, though, he had interviewed other people who verified the story. So, fuck me. The interesting part is that while Julia was telling the story, she wasn't bothered by the horrible way Daniel treated her or by the horrible way the cult treated her. She was only bothered by the idea that Daniel might not love her anymore. That's sad. You BPD ass. Yeah. The three. (laughs) Damn. I know. That's so sad. The three continued to meet regularly. And after weeks of this, Julia agreed to continue her exorcisms. Doc met with the chief exorcist. His name was Father A. Well, that's what he's called in the book anyway. Father A. Father now we'll A. talk about Father B. <laughs> Father A had been at Julia's previous exorcisms. Father had a bit of Sounds a... Sounds like he's the problem then. Don't talk to him. Yeah. Talk Father B or C. Doesn't that mean he did a bad job? Yeah. Like he didn't do it right or something? Yeah. That's or a great point. Probably wasn't like giving him the right instructions. Something's not right here with yeah. Father A. Father A had a bit of a target on his back. The cult and especially Daniel hated him and wanted his ass. One day, out of the middle of a conversation, Julia told Doc that she could see what Father A was wearing, and she described his house, too. Doc was concerned for Father A's safety, so he excused himself and called him on his cell phone. Father A would usually be at the church at this hour, but tonight he was taking a break. He was wearing the exact outfit Julia described and was by his house, and it was exactly like she described. Julia also had a sense for when Father A was in pain. Father A and Julia were both sure that Satan was causing the pain, but everyone wondered if Julia had anything to do with it. Got a doll. She just fucking... (laughs) (laughs) It's made out of grass, probably, because she loves nature. (laughs) They finally had nailed a date for the exorcism, but they could not get Julia to agree to leave her satanic cult. Doc thought that the outcome would not be positive for that reason. At her last exorcism, Julia got cold feet right before... She looked like a scared exorcism. We'll a scared to, animal. We'll have to go to her. We'll have to go to her. A scared animal. I said a scared exorcism. During that last exorcism, Julia seemed to want to bail, but she didn't. However, I after the... I guess I'll do it. Whatever. Guess I'm tired of having abortions. I'm on the fucking eighth fucking exorcism. <laughs> Whatever. My next one's free. Dude, if I, was this, system. if I was this girl, I feel like she's done all this crazy shit. Wouldn't it be so crazy if she just got a job at like... Barnes and Nobles and lived in an apartment by herself. That would be at this point a crazy thing for her to do. Yeah, or just fuck off into the woods. Yeah, I feel like she should do that. Just yeah. like go. What if you just did normal stuff? Nope. No, I have to be in a cult and have sex with Mom's the cult. Got a standard of living. It's fine to be worshipped. Please, Julia seemed to want to. Okay, so Julia needed a ride home after the exorcism. So Father A, Julia, and Jacques got in Father A's truck. Fools. <laughs> I know. Everyone wants to put this girl in her in their truck. I, I'm not giving her a ride anywhere personally. No, she can walk. Julia was in the back seat, and then Julia started to once again talk in her possession voice. Oh, so they did the possession. This is after go? the one. No, oh, this is that, previous. That, okay. This is like her last one. All of a sudden, figures started to shroud the windshield. Some of the figures looked like people. She was doing hand puppets. <laughs> Only they were inky black. Some of the figures looked like a ram. All and, just the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and they swarmed together and covered the windshield. All the lights in the car went dark and they couldn't see their headlights anymore either. They pulled over. When they looked at Julia, she was smiling. So that was her last exorcism. Okay. That's how that went. Cool. Yeah. Finger puppets. Perfect. Okay. It was D-Day. Or should we say E-Day? E-Day. It's time for her new exorcism, baby. The exorcism would begin late in the evening on a cool fall day. There were eight people, 
Father A, Father Jacques, two nuns, one of whom was a nurse, three men, and one woman. Quick math. Quick math. Um, those people were there to restrain her. Gotcha. The Julia didn't show up at first, and they all waited nervously. After 30 minutes, she showed. And she was fucked up. She was, like, drunk or something. Oh, yeah. I would want to be well. drunk. Well, yeah. My exorcism would be high as fuck. Hell, yeah. But she still signed all the paperwork and agreed to continue. The exorcism began. Jacques began to pray over her, and Julia entered a full zombie-like state. And the voice... <laughs> Bob drunk and just passed out. And the voice began to come out of her. The voice screamed and cussed and swore that nobody could take her from him because she was promised. She was promised herself to him. Betrothed. The voices would scream whore and slut at the nuns and to leave her alone. The exorcism went on for two hours. Oh, I don't think that's very long. I think that's brutal. It's like just normal. Um, Here is an AI generated picture of people exercise. uh, Goth exorcism is what I typed in to get this. Two of the women had to restrain Julia as she lunged and scratched and reached for people's throats. The woman would grow tired after some time of struggle, so they would all have to kind of take turns. <sighs> Hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a Gatorade. Uh, uh, we got a game plan. They have, like, towels over their shoulders. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like, it's like a sports thing. Yeah. They have a all right. You're on the bench now. Yeah. Now. Like, step on the thing to get all the dirt off their shoes. Yes. It's, like, it's a whole thing. All right, coach. Put me in. I'm ready, coach. <laughs> Coach A. <laughs> Coach A. Coach A. The woman, uh, okay, but who never got tired, though, was Julia. She fought for two hours with full strength. Then Julia began to levitate. In front of everyone, she began to float a foot off of her chair. And she would have probably continued to float higher if the team wasn't holding her down. Nice. As the team grew more tired, the demons seemed to ramp up. Julia would arrive in... Hmm? Overtime, baby. <laughs> Julia would writhe in pain and even smoke when sprinkled with holy water. Nice. The demon spoke several foreign languages who Julia herself didn't know. It even spoke Latin. As they all do. Of course it does, yeah. Asmodeus! Lucifer! Oh, sorry, that's not Latin. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. At one point during the struggle, their room became so cold that they could see their breath. Then it became so hot that everyone started to sweat. Everybody's just <sighs> nipping hard, nipping yeah. out, just fucking nipping, hard. And then and all of a sudden it. sweaty, so like yeah. sweaty titties, <laughs> just titty sweat. As Father A tried to pray, loud groans and animal-like noises would interrupt. He felt like he was at the gates of hell. After two hours... Oh, you know, you ain't never been there? Yeah. This, this guy thinks he's this a fucking guy. hellologist. Hmm. After two hours, Julia would return to her normal state. She remembered nothing. Oh, man, you guys look tired. What's up? Breakfast? Yes, hungry. (laughs) I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. Julia would never call Father A or Father Jacques ever again. She was far too afraid to leave her cult, or maybe she wasn't afraid at all. Maybe she just liked it. So she wasn't cured after the two hours? Mm, Didn't look like it. Hmm, Okay. He he said it didn't really seem like it. Perhaps she just liked the power that she had. Although everybody knew that she was still possessed, Julia refused any more exorcism and refused to renounce Satan. So, I don't know. Everybody was under the impression she was still got demons. Gotcha. In his last conversation with her before the exorcism, Julia told Doc that she did want to get rid of the possession at first, but she was so afraid of Daniel that she wasn't sure if it was safe to. Julia did reach out to Doc one more time to give her permission to tell her story. Several months after the exorcism, Father Jacques reached out to Doc again 
because Julia had invited them all to visit her in her hometown. Doc set out by plane. His wife got a call from someone who said they were a priest and said that Father Jacques and Doc had been in a car accident and died. Then the person hung up. His wife got hysterical. She started to call all the hospitals, all the cops, all the state troopers, figuring out what Maybe was going just on. on the plane, probably sipping mimosas or something. Yes. Yes. And when he landed in New York, he called her and she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Someone told me you died. She was like, no, I was on the plane. Probably just cultists. Yeah. Just fucking with yeah. her. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Weeks later, Doc was in New York City and realized that there were two women following him for blocks and they had the same goth makeup that Julia wore. When they realized he spotted them, they disappeared. One year after the exorcism, Jack, Jacques, uh, oh my God, this is so hard. Jacques asked Doc to call Julia and just check on her. So he did, and he found out that Julia had been diagnosed with cancer and it was terminal. She said she wanted to be free from her demons before she died, but she was too afraid to commit, and she never contacted any of them again. And that is the story of demonic possession of the high satanic priestess Julia. Jake, are you scared? Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. No. No. No, she liked it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's why she was possessed. Yeah, she, bye. I think there was a part of her that was like, maybe I don't like being treated like shit. And then after two hours of these sweaty white men just hovering over you. Yeah. Like, and then she was. She's all like, oh, yeah. God, this is terrible. This is awful. And if she did really have religious trauma from like whatever happening yeah. to her as a kid, that is not going mm-hmm. to help her no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Like, this Be a is Satan priestess, sweetie. Yeah. yeah. You go off, girl. Yeah. Go off. Do your thing. Do your thing. And it's like, I feel kind of safe because for me personally, I'm not going to be like, you know what? You want to hang out in my soul? And like, no, I'm not going to have that problem. You're doing a two in the pink, one in the stink hand motion at me. Exorcism. Oh my God, he's giving me an exorcism. <laughs> um, for this. That weirdly made me hungry for Taco Bell now. I'm hungry, too. Yeah, not for Taco Bell. Though. No, I'm going to make something, Skinny though. Skinny legends. Yeah, we're skinny now. Uh, so, for this episode, I read Dr. Gallagher's book, which is called Demonic Foes, My 25 Years as a Psychiatrist Investigating Possessions, Diabolic Attacks, and the Paranormal. And, Diabolical. And it's on uh, Scribed, if you guys want to check it out. And this is the part of the podcast where we do something fun to lighten the mood. Yay. So, we're going to do something hilarious. Here we go. We're going to... Um, Oh, uh, something hilarious. Here we go. What are we doing? We're going to do this. It's an improv exercise. And we're going to tell a story, but we can only say one word at a time. We have to go back and forth. Gotcha. And I'm going to set a timer for a minute. You just rapid fire whatever gotcha. comes to your mind. Let me get the timer ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 60 seconds. One. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, one. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay, one, two, three. The. Man. Had. A. Dog. Named. Shit. Who. Shit. <laughs> all. Over. My. Wife. <laughs> then. He. Took. A. Cat. Pill. And. He. Decided. To. <laughs> not. Take. A. Another. <laughs> another. Shit. And again, it constipated him <laughs> terribly. <laughs> that's that's the fuck I eat. <laughs> Why uh, he isn't alive? <laughs> 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 it 
It's going to. Oh, it's okay. We're good. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. That was hard. <laughs> that hurt my brain. It was so funny. Yeah. Poor dog. He died from eating cat pills. Yeah. <laughs> Never shit again. <laughs> Poor shit. Uh, this has been another excellent episode of the Hard Comedy Podcast. <laughs> I thank you guys for listening. If you like us, tell your friends, leave us a five star review, give us a smooch on the cheek, and come hang out with us on Instagram. And don't forget to drink water. Don't forget to drink water. Goodbye. Bye.